What's going on, beautiful people? This is Jovan Miller, and you're listening to the Give It Context podcast. On episode one, we discussed at length the NCAA recruiting process. Episode two, we discussed the NCAA rules and regulations. Third episode, we're going to focus more on the team dynamic. Not really as much about the NCAA, but this is more just about teams in general. I think it is probably the most imperative to those who are at the college age just because of the freedom that you get to enjoy without this structure of uh, being in high school. So I'll delve into a little bit there, tell a little bit of a storyline to that as well, give a few examples um, just for you guys to get a little perspective on where I'm gearing toward, gearing some of my conversation towards. With that being said, I think on the second episode, I completely forgot to mention um, how to get in contact with me. So I figured I'd do this at the beginning just so I don't forget. If you ever want to get in contact with me, my Twitter and Instagram pages are Jovi, J-O-V-I, Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, 23. That's the number I wore in college. So that's for Twitter and Instagram is JoviNation23 for both Twitter and Instagram. Email address would be peace of mind. That's P E A C E O F M I N D 2327 at gmail.com. So, like I said, if you ever want to get in contact with me, that is the best way to do so. So, now let's get into this episode. In so many regards, we're going to be just talking about the team dynamic and just how important it is. But uh, aside from that, I think it's just very important, especially with, I guess, how the sports dynamic is being set up currently than maybe maybe 10 years ago or the 20 years ago. It's just important to keep some of these things in mind. Um, whatever teams you choose to be a part of, whether that be in, in middle school, high school, uh, college, professionally, I think a lot of these uh, tips or just a lot of this advice it definitely is good for any of those age groups. So, like I said, let's dive into this topic. So let me ask you. You ever been a part of a team where there's a bad coach? or Maybe you have two or three really bad players. And I don't mean bad players as in performance. I mean as in attitude, work ethic, and overall desire to win. Those are components of a dysfunction. And they usually play out, unfortunately, on the field, on the court, or whatever sport you choose to play. They usually play out that way. Non-individual sports, of course, those are excluded, whether it be the tennis or the golfs. But anything that incorporates somebody else's performance upon the team dynamic is very telling in times, especially where we are today in society. So like I said, we're going to discuss that at length. The first thing as a team you should always ask yourself, I mean this collectively, is where were we? Where are we now? And where are we going? Three important questions that unfortunately I will say sometimes you don't have the answer to. And sometimes you're not meant to have the answer at that time. But hopefully, 
as your season continues or as you get closer to season or while you're in season or after season, you can evaluate all of those different factors. There are three components that are imperative to the success or to the detriment of any team. Leadership, contribution, and sacrifice. I'll say those three again. Leadership, contribution, and sacrifice. Now, like I said, I'm going to gear this more towards the high school idea, or excuse me, the collegiate idea, just because I think being around my teammates as long as I was, I think that gives the best dynamic of what I'm talking about. I played lacrosse at Syracuse University, go orange, broke my heart yesterday. We lost to Clemson. That was a heartbreaker. But anyway, my heart is healing. So let's continue talking about uh, using this example. So college will be more or less the, the stand, from the standpoint I'll be, the perspective I'll be talking from. And as I go along, maybe kind of chime in a few other ideas. But like I said, those three components are leadership, contribution, and sacrifice. We'll start with sacrifice. A lot of times, young athletes have the idea that they want to play. And there's nothing wrong with that. You watch television, you see these great players, uh, like I said, whatever sport you choose to play, and you just, they make it look so easy. I think what gets lost in is just how much work it requires to be good at that, you know, that sport or um, the amount of time that you have to spend away from your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend, for that matter. Um, And a lot of times that's not really brought into the fold, which is why uh, players such as, uh, for an NBA example, Kevin Love have stepped forward and talked about some of his anxieties, um, even as a basketball player, was making, you know, well, 20 plus million dollars a year, but he's had these anxiety issues for a long time. It's because of that sacrifice. You're obviously you don't want to fail your teammates. You don't want to fail, you know, your university or your organization. But at the same time, there is a lot that goes into that and it contributes to that. That means from a physical standpoint, that's obviously with injuries and eating correctly, all those simple things that I guess we take for granted just because we have the God-given ability. But there's a lot of wear and tear that goes on the body, both physically. I mean, it's not both, but physically, mentally, and socially. Maybe you want to go out to a party or something like that, but you got a big game the next day. Sucks for you. You need to be in the house. You need to be getting rest. Those are all things that are contributed into being an incredibly successful team. The second part we'll go with is the contribution. On an earlier podcast, I believe it might have been the... Second one? Actually, no. It was the first one where I spoke about that there are three types of players on every roster. And those are the recruits, you have your walk-ons, and then you have your GPA guys. The guys who are just happy to be there for the ride. What is lost in the shuffle is that they all have an important role to play in the success of the team. Recruits, obviously you're coming into either continue on a legacy at the university, the high school level. Um, But 
in most cases, you're 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 meant to come there and help. I think a lot of times, maybe an upperclassman, whether he be a junior, she be a senior, if there is from the beginning a little bit of tension between the classes where there's not a welcome to the family and rather than or rather than embracing them, there seems to be a level of rejection. That can lead to some very uncomfortable situations. And man, I can I got us some stories for that, but I will not share those. But those can definitely contribute. Within those contributions, that obviously means from a team discipline standpoint, that means staying out of trouble. That means being available at all times whenever needed, both on the field and off the field. On the second podcast, I mentioned that the easiest way for you to get your behind off of a roster or get yourself off of a team is to get arrested, is to get in trouble. Anything that causes a stain on the university, that is the easiest way for you to remove yourself through any decision that you choose to make away from the field. So you obviously want to stay away from that. That also comes into effect where your priorities are as well. I went to Syracuse University. I've said that a few times. Syracuse, I guess in 2013, was rated the number one party school in the country. I obviously wasn't there for that time. I was there from 07 to 2011. But it goes without saying, they know how to have a good time. When your priorities are in the wrong place, that means that obviously it will contribute to other things, like your GPA, which is why I was bringing up referencing the GPA guys, the guys who are obviously super-duper smart, but they may not play a lot. Now, in the perfect world, you would hope that your best players have great grades. That's not always the case, but in some cases, that definitely is the case. If you are prioritizing outside factors over your training, over your practices, over um, your schoolwork, it usually plays out onto the field, as I mentioned earlier. It's unfortunate, but that's a truth that needs to be understood in the realm of sports, particularly in college sports. The walk-ons that come onto the team, those are guys who are obviously very, very hungry to try to earn some money. Where you see those beautiful stories uh, where the head coach will give a guy a scholarship or something because he's there. That means he's not only contributing, but he also is telling you how invested he is. The first way to lose your team's respect is to show that you are not invested as much as the next guy. And that goes without saying, but a lot of times am I, you have to ask yourself as an individual, am I doing just enough to retain my teammates' respect Or am I going above and beyond to not only earn their respect, keep their respect, but even get even more of their respect because they see how committed I am? And that's very important to understand. So contribution, that is a second and very, very important element in leadership. We live in a world, especially now today, where there's always the back talk and you have A lot of recording, so when you say something one day, it can always be referenced on another day. As somebody who was never a captain at Syracuse University, 
I can always say, I believe in anybody across any university will ever say, the one thing that drives any contributing teammate, anybody who's devoted, is hypocrisy. I'll say that again. There is nothing that is more disappointing and more aggravating and infuriating to any player is hypocrisy. When you are out there playing, you have to be able to trust in lacrosse. You have 10 guys out at a time. It's football related as well. You have 11 guys. When one person does not pull their weight, does not do their job correctly on a particular play, you'll see that the whole team suffers as a result of it. So that leadership means so much more when you're a part of a team dynamic that requires everybody to pull equal and or a little bit more weight just because you want the success of the team. What I mean by hypocrisy is very simple. You tell somebody not to do something and you make an agreement collectively as a team, but as a captain, you choose to do otherwise. That reeks of hypocrisy. And that is one of the easiest ways not only to lose respect from your teammates, but that is how you go down the slippery slope of a bad season. When I came to Syracuse, it was in 2007 technically, but 2008 was obviously once the season had started. The year before was the worst season in school history. Syracuse lacrosse has been around over 100 years. It tells you a lot about the team dynamic. That's not to bash any of my teammates. Obviously, I won't call them by name. But obviously, the, the culture of the team was so different at that point in time that the veterans who were back I believe, I definitely believed it, especially once I got on campus, that it was such a nightmare the year before. They definitely did not want it to happen again. So the commitment level was very high just because there was a determination that that wouldn't be repeated again. So when we had uh, set out that year, the conversations really weren't even talking about winning a championship. It was more or less riding the wrongs of just our team personality and just how we all really we interacted with each other, communicated, and that if we just fixed a few little things uh, individually, how much it would help us internally as a team and how it would play out onto the field. Luckily, that year in particular, we ended up winning the national championship, which is pretty cool seeing as the fact that you went from the worst season in the history of the school to the pinnacle of reward for any team. And that was winning, being, you know, being considered the best team outright in the country. So that's a pretty beautiful story when you think about it in its proper context. Actions speak louder than words. You've heard that a million times and To the younger folks that are listening to this, you'll probably hear that a million times as you continue to go on in life and you'll definitely learn to appreciate them more as you get older. When you have a captain, you have anybody that's in a sign of leadership, that doesn't always mean that that leadership needs to be uh, sought out and need to be spoken about through a conversation or through some big pep talk. Sometimes leaders 
are silent leaders. They just they go about the business of winning just by how they train, how they interact with everybody, but even how calm they are. Some of you know, some leaders are very vocal, they're very talkative. There's nothing wrong with the leadership styles, but as long as you are holding true to what you and the team have agreed upon together, that is the sign of good leadership, which obviously heeds a lot of confidence and belief in times where sometimes things aren't going according to plan. You guys have heard me say this before. I think this one was on episode number two as well. And I did speak about this earlier, even on this podcast, but you know, getting in trouble off the field, that causes a lot of distraction in the overall, you know, team unity. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that pe- people make mistakes. That happens all the time. But it has more to do with the fact that now when media days come in, because with every university, there's a there's a press day where they're able to come in and ask uh, particular players and maybe the captain or maybe key players things that are going on, whether that be on the field. And for you to get arrested or you to get in trouble off the field, now you're adding in a whole bunch of things that we don't even want to talk about or you're not supposed to be wanting to talk about at that time or that juncture at all. So getting in trouble, that is now adding a lot of pressure to whoever is already there. So you want to try to stay away from those. You want to control the controllables. That's your attitude, staying healthy. Obviously, don't don't go crazy with the drinking and all of that. I'm not telling you not to have a good time because I had a great time in college. Um, but make sure you obviously do that in moderation just because you are an elite athlete, whether that be JUCO, Division three, two, Division one. It does not matter. You obviously have to hold yourself to a higher standard physically that will also contribute to your mental health and psychological health just for the team altogether. So make sure you obviously keep that um, in the back of your mind is just to be able to control the controllables. Like I said, if you have a bad attitude and you're a key player, it starts to it starts to spread. And the thing about getting in, in trouble or having quarrel is that if it's not addressed and it's not dealt with right away, it's a cancer. It's a tumor. It's a it's, it's a tumor at that point. It becomes it starts to spread and little by little You'll see players, you'll see your teammates start to kind of go in their own direction. Last thing I'll say is that with everything that's incorporated into a team, like I said, just reverting back to where were we as a team, where are we now, and where are we going, asking yourself pretty much from the past, the present, future idea, understanding the three components with sacrifice, contribution, and leadership. Make sure that in all of that, there's an understanding that you guys are all there for a common goal. And I would hope that would be winning. In closing, I just want to say it is very important that especially as you upperclassmen get more adjusted to your younger teammates, is that, yes, you are leading by example, but 
do not disparage the young players from being themselves and make sure that they're comfortable first and make sure that they're being brought along rather than not felt like they're being dragged along like a mean older brother. I'm the youngest of three, so I kind of know what that's like. But the point of it is, is that you want to make sure that you're giving not only proper knowledge, but at the same time, you're also helping these players along, these young players, show, show them how it's done. Because at the end of the day, I've said this before, when it comes to the university or it comes to an individual, the university will always win. The university will always exist longer than you will. From high school, you have your high school days, that's four years. You go to college, that's four years. There's your eligibility right there. And obviously, professionally, we'll talk about that maybe another day. But make sure, especially as somebody with seniority, that you're doing all the proper things and you're being a good teammate to them, that you're guiding them. I can't tell you just how fortunate I was to have great teammates when I was at Syracuse. Stephen Brooks, still pretty much like one of my top five favorite people that I've ever met when it came to the game of lacrosse. Matt Abbott, those were guys that I played with at Syracuse. We won national championships together, but I just remember just how how warm they were. They knew how good I was, but at the same time, they really, really took the time out to get to know me, the person, and they really, really helped me not only grow as a player, which is obviously important, but as a human being with my time so that when I became a senior, I was able to pass down that knowledge to them as well. So if you guys are listening to this, thank you very much. I love you. Um, And that's not to hate on any of my other teammates. I love you guys too. But once again, uh, my information, like I said, Twitter and Instagram, it's JoviNation23. That's J-O-V-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-2-3. And then for my email, that is peaceofmind2327 at gmail.com. Those are also in my bio, my links, um, my bio links for both Twitter and Instagram if you ever have any questions. But anyway, I just want to say a special thank you to any of you who have chosen to listen in today. And more than likely, we'll see how things go, but we're going to have some very interesting topics coming up soon about this whole uh, the this the transferring rules and all that. So look out for that. I'll obviously have some some post up about that. But in the meantime, we're gonna head out with some Paul Wall, baby. <laughs>